0: My name is Andrew Tan, and this is As Asians. Every episode, we talk to a different awesome Asian professional covering topics such as navigating careers, the Asian identity, and ways on figuring out this thing called life. We hope the stories and advice from this podcast can inspire and help you to chart out your own path. Today, we talk to Kevin Chen, a front end software developer working at General Motors. Kevin shares how he landed a tech position despite coming from a business background, being curious, and having a work-to-live mindset to spend time on his very creative pursuits. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy today's conversation with Kevin Chen. Okay, on today's episode, we have Kevin Chen, uh, one of my friends as well from IU, who was also a president of Ascent. I'll let uh, Kevin introduce himself.
1: Hello everyone, my name is Kevin Chen and I graduated from IU in 2016 with a major in management information systems and business analytics as a minor in Chinese language. And I currently work at General Motors as a software developer.
0: Gotcha. And it's interesting, Kevin, you mentioned you have background minoring in Chinese as well. Is that something <laughs> that helped you in your career? Is that why did you pick up a minor in Chinese?
1: For me, picking up my own Chinese is not more of a matter of more like getting closer to my roots, I guess. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I had a typical Asian American like childhood where you go to Sunday school and go to Chinese class, right? Mm -hmm. So once a week, you'd go to classes and everything like that. And I did that for around, I think around eight years or so. And I felt that it was important for me to like, not just use that as my only Chinese language, like course learning progress right Mm -hmm. so i want to well the story behind is that i went into the chinese flagship program at first right so i thought it'd be kind of cool to perhaps to study abroad in china one time or finish this program and really just get a really good foundation for chinese language right Mm -hmm. instead of just going through oh this is enough my eight years of chinese right because then you wouldn't put into practice right so i went through the program for two years before i quit for personal reasons. And then I just went through with a minor at that point. And that's how I ended up with that. But I mean, it hasn't really applied to my career as much, but I feel (laughs) like it's like, it's important for me
0: personally and culturally. Yeah. Uh, Has it contributed outside of your career? Do you still use Mandrid? Yeah, I do. I mean,
1: when I'm talking to people or connecting with people and we speak, I feel more confident like my Chinese speaking abilities, right? So that allows me to connect with people on a deeper level than saying, like, when I'm at, like, a Chinese restaurant, like, oh, I'm really nervous to speak Chinese, right? Or if I'm, like, in a, like, a more diverse audience, right, or a group of people, and mm-hmm. people start speaking Chinese, right? Or if I'm, like, traveling somewhere, which I'm doing every single month, right? Yeah. Not during these times, but before,
0: <laughs> I just, like, <laughs> randomly talk to
1: people in Chinese because it was convenient for them to speak Chinese, right? i helping people of times as well.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. If you can speak the same language, it's definitely easier for people to open up and connect as well. I know that was definitely the case in college when we talked to our friends from China. It's always easier mm-hmm. to just to speak the language.
1: Yeah, my Chinese ability now, though, compared to me in college, is different, though.
0: So, <laughs> kind of like, yeah. yeah, of, you know. yeah. Um, but yeah, I know you mentioned your jobs is as a software engineer at GM, but I know back in IU... You were in the business school. So, how did that transition actually happen?
1: The transition happened over a period of time, right? Like, it wasn't like I planned my whole career choice in the get go. I'm like, I'm going to be a software engineer, even though I'm going to business school. That never happened. It was more like, I am just going to do this and see where it goes because I wasn't even planning on going to business school in high school. And so, okay. I wanted to do art school instead. but... My parents convinced me otherwise, right? <laughs> <laughs> Typical but, uh, Asian parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not useful. It's like I went from artistic like pursuits to business pursuits, but I still did stuff on the side that I liked artistically, right? But mm-hmm. the story about how I got from business to software engineering, right, is more like through my experiences as a, like, as a student learning about technology on the business side right and understanding how that correlates towards like say a project or how it could provide business value right and i was like okay that's cool but then i started like getting different pieces slowly through my internship experiences right my first internship was at granger and i worked as a ux design intern so i was working on website design mostly from a psychological sense of like how people respond to design a website what would they do to click on certain things or what would make them want to buy things quicker or how that we get them to navigate the page logically so you're not confused to buy something right it makes it easier for someone to purchase something and that's my first little bite into like say software development. like in a way right but after that, I did another internship at ExxonMobil and I was doing foundational server infrastructure. And that was a whole different level of IT. <laughs> I don't know if I really wanted to go into command, sh- command line development again and server development again, but like I went through that whole experience and I was like, yeah, this is for me. I want to find it. the middle ground, right? And through all those experiences I went through, right, I was able to understand what my idea of a good job or what would stimulate my mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: since uh i was looking into consulting as most business students would right and i was like okay i be consultants i have clients work on a project for four or six months right and i i looked at the standard i like i student like consulting layout right and i'm like okay you can work at the big four be a technology advisory associate or something like that mm-hmm. And I'll be working with ERP systems and SAP and SQL the whole time. And I was like, I it's gonna drive me insane after seeing, like, after going through the classes right? I'm like, I don't know if I can do that for six months at a time. <laughs> Not nothing against like SQL, SAP, or ERP, right? It's just like for me, it just seemed too repetitive. And I thought software engineering seemed a little bit more fun and interesting because it's you're more able to learn fresh right you're able to learn new concepts new libraries how to design something right so you have more control over something that you're doing for a project rather than you're doing for just a client you're helping them revamp their system right there's always going to be this golden standard that's how you design something right for a client because you're like i want to have the most efficient system for my client so they can get the most bang for their buck right or whatever they order basically so like in software engineering right you're designing but you're also solving problems constantly based off like different requirements. So like people always will throw your curve balls right, in software development because they're like, Oh, I don't want it this way. I want it that way. I'm like, okay, it's annoying at times, but at the same time you're learning a lot from solving different problems. right? Cause if everything was how the designer or developer wanted it, right? It'd be a super simple app that would have the bare minimum stuff, right? That satisfies the requirement. But because people have different design requirements all the time, as my current project is. yep. You'll always be learning different things. I mean, my project has been going on for three years, right? And I've developed so many different applications for it. It's like insane, but I've learned a lot from it because of how crazy my project is. That's why I'm like somewhat thankful for the stress my project gives me at times. But at the same time, it's like a blessing in the curse of knowledge, right? It's like you constantly want to pursue new knowledge, but you're constantly learning and constantly being pushed back. And that's what I like the most about software engineering is that you don't ever feel comfortable unless mm. you're in a meeting when you don't have to talk. But
0: <laughs> so, what 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 kind of coding language do you use for your applications?
1: So I decided early in my software engineering career right, is that I want I want to focus on front end development. Like front development is using mostly JavaScript, HTML, other different like design libraries to supplement it. Mm-hmm. You do have to understand like back end development, so you need to know how your backend calls work, how the data works right, and everything like that. But front end's more about design logic and okay. how you structure something right. So the technologies we work with, like for me, I'm more like Angular specialist. Most front end designers they go into Angular, or React, right? Those are two mm-hmm. different popular like frameworks that people use right for developing front end applications. But you want to kind of specialize in one, in my opinion, because I mean full stack's really good, right? If you're a full stack developer, it's really like fun. But for me, I don't like doing backend development at all. Because I find it kind of boring and tedious. And I'm just like, uh What's not bad.
0: what's the the difference for people who aren't aren't too clear between front end and back end?
1: If they're not too clear, they're usually in the middle, which is the full stack developer, which means they're flexible on whatever tasks they want to work on, right? Mm-hmm. So say like I have everyone on my team's a full stack developer, right? So that means we all work on front-end and back-end tasks at the same time, right? So some people are developing the front-end at one time and then they're free, then they work on a back-end task, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's pretty easy and flexible for a team, right? But if you have specialists on a team too, it makes it faster for them to work through a problem, right? It's someone who's like, say, a full stack developer. But it depends on just the quality of the developer they are, right? For me, I'm just a better quality friend developer at this point <laughs> like i've done so,
0: back-end tasks at times but yeah yeah why why do you find the back-end site tedious what's so different from the front end
1: the difference right is more like i get <laughs> i really don't find it enjoyable just running tests on the back-end because i'm just like oh man i have to make sure like i run this and then test it and use posts like this other like programs to like make sure it's validated correctly right so there's a lot of different moving parts for me like Mm -hmm. and i don't like the syntax that they use so the syntax right is just how it's like written right i'm just like man this is so slow and i just feel like i don't see what i'm working on right it's just like i have Mm -hmm. to like build the project run it and i'm like okay i hope this logic works but like ui development's really fast paced right so you just Mm -hmm. like you compile it, you run it, you test it, and then you're like, okay, it doesn't work here. I'm going to change this up. So it's like, for me, I like being able to fix things quickly, but back in development, you're going to be like, okay, I think this is how it's going to work. And you build it like slowly by piece, and then you finally build it, and then it blows up in your face, and you're like, hmm, where did oh, I it sure.
0: So it's easier to see the change, the impacts and the changes from front end, because it's more, you can actually see stuff on the back end unless you run the whole system over again and find where it crashes it's really hard to see that well
1: yeah it just depends on how complicated it is right because back end right if you break something it could be something that's not even related to your piece it could be yeah. something that you're using from another <laughs> service right yeah that could be related to what you're making right and it's not to say that front end doesn't have that because the front end has its own logic structure too and that's what we call the business logic right it's what's running the front end and your processing data that you get from the back end, Right. Mm-hmm. That logic is what I work on the most too, because it's not like I'm just designing a whole like web page. Okay. It's good. I don't need to do anything <laughs> else. Right? There's a lot of logic behind that of how you parse data, how you use it and everything. Right. So that stuff I still have to do. And that translates to say back end programming logic too. Right. Because you're mm-hmm. trying to think about how you process it and when you serve it up, when you get it or how you return it. Right. Like, I don't think there's too much of a difference in how a ui specialist and a back-end specialist think it's more okay. about how what do you prefer to work on right like for me i like ui just because i can see it i can quickly test things and isolate things really quickly mm-hmm. but back-end right it's like it just is for me it just seems too slow like i don't like the way that i have to like think about it too much i was like I like thinking about the next problem and like planning out like how can I reuse this thing or do I need to reuse this component or something like that when I'm developing something. But gotcha. It's just more about personal preference. Like technically I am full stack because I know backend development too. Mm-hmm. And I can do things in backend if I just really try to re-remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more like uh, I'm just like, oh man, I don't want to do this. So I'll just do all the frontend tasks. And I'd rather do frontend instead. Because there's so much front-end work that we have on our project, anyway, so it's nice to have
0: mm-hmm.
1: people who know all the front-end
0: stuff, right? But
1: at the end of the day, it's just personal preference.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I guess you mentioned a few things about you know software engineering specifically being challenged. Like, what other skill sets do you think makes a good software engineer? Seems like dealing with ambiguity is one. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to be curious
1: as a software engineer and you have to be a good problem solver. Mm -hmm. You have to be a good communicator. And you have to be open-minded. Because I feel like if you're not open-minded as a software engineer, you don't really open your mind to different ways of doing things right. Nor would you be able to take feedback from your other developers right. Because when you're working with other people right, they're all going to have different backgrounds of like what they've learned or what they've searched up on Google right, and found from Stack Overflow, right?
0: Yeah, Stack Overflow, yeah.
1: GitHub. Yeah, basically everything from that, right? helps you with your development process and improving you as a software developer, right? And for mm. me, as someone who's not had a heavy background in development, right? I'm more like focused on design, right? I know about mm. a bunch of art stuff, right? But in terms of say software engineering and being able to make a quality application, right? You need to be able to be open-minded and take other people's opinions, right? Because mm-hmm. everything that you know, right, you can't be stubborn about like, this is the right way to do it. Cause this is how I've been doing it all the time, right? Because there might be a different, there might be a better way to write that same statement, right? Cause you're thinking about how your code quality goes into say the application because the quality of code that you push into say an application Translates into the customer's experience and how fast your application runs later. Because what works like for maybe one person won't work for a thousand people when it's scaled up, right? Yep. It's a matter of scale. The other part, like I said, about like being like curious, right? You need to be able to constantly be able to learn. So you can't just like be. I just want to find the answer, right? You have to be able to look at the look for the actual right answer, right? Or understand the documentation behind like a certain library, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can't just like, oh, I'm gonna copy paste this code and not know how it works, right? Like, I've done that before <laughs> because I'm just like in a rush and it's like, okay, I'll read it later. And I won't read it later, right? And then until the time I actually read it, right? That's when I actually learn how it works. And okay, these, this is what the attributes are. This is how it works. These are the limitations of said object, right? And I'm like, okay, now I can start like making a better fix for it, right? Hmm. So you have to be curious or else you'll like fall behind, right? Because it's a very fast paced like environment. like. I don't know. When I first started, I was like working on Angular 2 and now it's Angular 9 or something. <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Was, like, ah. There's like different features. Like you don't really notice the improvements because you're in a corporate structure, right? So things that get approved into you, right, don't get applied until later. Or maybe say like something gets deprecated, right? And uh, something big changes in, say, some service you're using. You're like, oh my God, I have to change everything now. Because that... And that's happened multiple times on a project, right? you have to be yeah you have to be you have to know what's coming up so that's why you have to keep learning about that stuff right
0: so you constantly always upskilling yourself reading about the updates trying to implement it in your job
1: i mean yeah that's kind of like what you do every day in a way so like you'll have to read up like like maybe something that you are trying to fix right There's a new requirement for that now because business wants a different like way of using the set application, right? They're like, ah, I want something different now. I don't like how this works. We're like, it's too slow. Can you change this? Or I don't like how the search result comes back so slow. Can you make it faster? I'm like, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had to figure out like a way to like filter something a lot better or faster, right? Or we had to change up the search logic, right? And that's usually UI or backend thing. So it's either a combination of both and how we clean up the data or Mm -hmm. how we get the data back right so that's why you can't just be one you have to know how both works but learning on the job is very important but this is that doesn't mean i'm like searching up articles all the time after work right like it just means like during work i'm just more efficient about how i look for things right or how i look for answers and reading up on those in general gotcha i said that for two and three now i
0: said sorry what two and three
1: what about two No, so I said four attributes, right? I said open-mindedness. I think I said curiosity. Yep. And I said... Problem-solving. Communication and problem-solving, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so communication, right? Communication is very important to a software engineer because you're going to be working with not just, like, other software engineers, right? You're going to be working with a business analyst who gives you your requirements for your project all the time. You're going to be talking to your manager. You're going to be talking to the quality assurance people. So QA people who are, for every software engineer, you know that they're kind of like the people that you don't want to have meetings with in the way because they're always complaining about your code, but you know that they're important because they're complaining about your code because it may mm-hmm. not work, right? they are people who catch everything that you might have missed because you're rushing to develop something, right? <laughs> On a deadline. Or like they'll help you like find things because sometimes we miss things that we maybe don't know about because the business, rec- business requirements are really vague. But QA will test against like the actual production or other requirements that they have, right? So those type of things are important for communication. But being able to articulate your words when working with people who may not have had a lot of team projects in the past, right? Mm It's pretty important because in business, right, we have a lot of team projects so we communicate with a lot of different people all the time, right? But in the people like that have like say a computer science background, right? They might have done things a lot more solo before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So being able to communicate with them, helping them understand your perspective or helping them communicate what they're trying to say, right? is easier than saying, here's my pull request, please approve it. And there's no communication about like, what's wrong with the, the code, right? Or what's what could be improved about it? Or mm-hmm. how you communicate with say like, any of the analysts, right, that you're working with and how you can make their job easier or what can you do to make changes to your code, right? Without seeming like like you're in a bad mood all the time, right? (laughs) 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 So that's kind of the communication piece because I feel like when you're communicating something, it's like when you're working with your code all the time, right, you kind of get protective of like how it works. You know, like, this is my pride and joy. I spent so much time with this. Why aren't you going like, to approve it? Why doesn't that work? Right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of get defensive about your own thing. So You need to be able to communicate properly with people when they're trying to give you feedback and stuff. Right? Because you spend like, so like there are times where I spend like two weeks on coding something, right? This new functionality that's like going to change the world with this application which is maybe like five percent of the application (laughs) but i think it's the biggest thing because i spent two weeks on it right Mm -hmm. you need to be able to communicate to people communicate with people to get the feedback that would improve it because they're just trying to help you most of the time right not all the time sometimes people are just like maybe unresponsive but you have to be that's a whole separate thing with like working in the company right it's like Mm -hmm. you work with different types of people communication is always a big thing but with when you're the creator of something right communication is even more important because you need to be able to keep in mind that other people may have different perspectives from you right or when people start criticizing something that you did you have to be able to play it cool and be calm when you get that feedback right like sometimes i develop something for two weeks and it gets destroyed the next two days right because they're oh we don't want that anymore i'm just like oh my god
0: <laughs> yeah it sounds like, it sounds like a lot of the the skills that you need to be a software engineer. It sounds like, on the flip side, it's also some of the things that are challenging as a software engineer working yeah, with yeah. teams, being able to deal with problems where you always have to constantly get the latest updates. So, would you say that's true on the flip side? Like, what yeah, do you think is challenging yeah. as a software engineer for you?
1: I'd say it's definitely the same. So, like, that's also the other challenging part, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's the same four things. Right? It's all about <laughs> problem solving, communication, open-mindedness, right? And also the, what was it, communication? Yeah, those are the te- Th- those are the four points, right? Teamwork? I think that
0: was yeah, yeah. the four points. Yeah.
1: So yeah. So it's, it's interesting
0: all- that all, all the things that you say make a good software engineer are also the things that's challenging of the job.
1: Well, yeah, because when you make something, right, you're assigned certain tasks We're given, like, cycle or sprint, as some people might say, right? Mm-hmm. And you're expected to get them done in that timeline. But because of how everyone's working, right, everyone's like, it's always a competition in a way. Like, I call it a competition because you'll see the board. We don't have boards anymore because our projects and productions, like, production development right now. But um, basically... When you have this board, it's like a competition with other developers because you're like, I can take more tests than everyone else so I can see, like, so I can do more work and, like, <laughs> better, right? So there's, like, a competition that where, like, when you're developing, like, say, something that seems really basic and install and makes something really impressive you you, it's like, man, I need to do better. Or, like, it's, like, that competitive, like, edge, right? Because, like, you're all technically individuals working on a team. You're not really working together on certain things, right? Because everyone's working on little gears that go into a giant machine right that's kind of how software development is so you're not really working together on this piece of like this application unless you really need to right because everyone is a good developer they can work on everything themselves in a way so i'll deliver this whole functionality by myself because i'm just like yeah i can do this unless you're like helping someone out right and then you'll involve people when you need them but you don't need to work on it exclusively with these two people. It's not like you're all doing this at the same time together. You'll reach out to each other when you need to, but not all the time. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But I that's kind
0: of like the caveat of yeah. multiple individuals, not a whole team. I feel like there's a lot of commonities in a lot of jobs because you're always working in a team most of the time <laughs> for most mm-hmm. jobs. So communication, teamwork skills are definitely big. I think definitely, to your point with software engineering, the ability to really problem solve and not be stubborn and learn is very crucial since things change so often mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely seems to be a big piece. I know you mentioned earlier that you know you initially wanted to get into art in high school like and yeah. you still do things on the side related to your artistic interests. So could you talk a bit about that about what you do outside of work that's not software engineering related and more? Artistically Mm -hmm. related? So, for me,
1: my art stuff is mostly graphic design. So, I do illustration design freelance. So, Mm -hmm. what I do for this is that for the past, like, have I stopped counting the years now? It's like been like seven years. (laughs) But for seven years, I've done like freelance graphic design for like different people or different like businesses around like the areas I've loved. So, I don't really advertise it right. I'm just like, I'll be working somewhere like on my art, and then people ask like, "Oh, do you do design stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do," and that's how I usually get this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not really like something. It's just like my friends will know, and then they'll tell people. You're like, "Oh, I know a guy who does design stuff," and then it's just like that. But the stuff that I do with this design stuff is usually just logo design, marketing design, things like that. I don't do digital art as much as I did before because it's just mm-hmm. like something that I'm still slowly learning but in my free time I'll try to like work on some ideas I have for say a logo and think about oh I want to design this thing or this will be a cool like logo design for like this said company and then I work on it and send it out and I think about all the time about how I should go into Fiverr and do like online design stuff for people right and be like i will have my rates of 50 dollars an hour here you go blah 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 and then work with someone for i don't know two weeks and get done right yeah But i was like oh man do i really want to do that constantly with my time <laughs> <laughs> because like i don't want to turn my art into something that's like a job in a way it's more like mm-hmm. for me it's like when i feel like i'm like oh this will be fun to do but in my spare time i just usually work with that kind of stuff in design different logos and shapes and vector illustrations mostly right because like for me I just like how clean vector illustration looks because I'm um, mm-hmm. always like honing my craft so I'll do something right I'll take like a photo right uh, okay I want to turn this into some like cool two-tone vector illustration and I mean it's not like you know like when the vector illustration was really popular is when iPhones first came out right so you know how everyone would have like the iPhone like it's like the two-tone color would be just like a like a neon green Uh, color with like a black like like a black outline of someone in motion right in an animation yeah like that's like for me like I'm like oh that's so cool and simple right I was like okay I'll make stuff like this so I made a lot of my design stuff like that originally and it's like it wants I wanted to make it look clean I want to make it real simple it doesn't have to be too complicated right but that was my inspiration at first for like most of my design stuff and then after I learned a lot more about like techniques and everything I started applying like different tones and everything like not making just like a simple thing and Mm -hmm. making it a little bit more like I don't know how to say it's like a little bit more inspired more organic in a way not just like industrial hard-edged cut like you know craziness that seems like it's out of some kind of sci-fi machine kind of thing because that's like what I do a lot already so when I design stuff, I had to think of like how should I should expand my artistic talents right there's a time when I was really bored during quarantine right so I was like okay I really want to practice developing my own style so I got my sketchbook right I downloaded mm-hmm. the app tinder so I'm like I know this is a weird combination I know but <laughs> so I downloaded tinder right and I was like okay I want to practice drawing people's faces and I know I suck at drawing girls already so I'm going to be like okay I download Tinder and I just gotta look at people's like profile pictures and just like try to sketch like an outline of them and like mm-hmm. think about how do I wanna draw the eyes, how do I wanna draw the nose, and how do I draw like the hair and everything, right? And it was so hard because everyone's profile pictures are in like different frames and different like poses, right? And so I'm like,
0: ah, oh, it's so
1: tiring. But it's pretty cool. I did like 20 sketches and I was like, okay, this is a good practice actually, because I was getting super tired of drawing, like, I'm looking for like stock images of people, right? <laughs> I was like I hate drawing stock people because it's just like the expressions are like the poses <laughs> they're in are like super like grandiose and it's like this is so boring because so I'm just like looking at my computer screen looking at like how they look and it's like they're dressed in the weirdest way right it's not like the outfits are really anything to like write home about it's like something like business casual person A and business casual person B are in a cafe and I need to draw them in like a way that seems interesting Yeah, I got bored of that. So I was like, this will be more interesting. So I did that project for, like, a couple days, right? And it was pretty fun. I learned a little bit more about, like... Because I don't want to draw someone who's too anime-like, right? Because I'm, like, that's not really... I don't really want to make that my style, personally. Mm -hmm. I want to do, like, semi-realistic, like, cartoon... Like, semi-realistic, like, simplistic, like, cartoon, in a way, with, like, a little bit of anime influences. I'm not sure. But it's, like, not too it's not like too much in the way of like saying it will look like that specific style. Right? Cause I don't want to make it to seem like I don't want, I want to evolve my art past, like say like my high school phase of drawing anime characters all the time. So that's why I wanted to go with that format. Right. so I did this little project for a couple of days and mm-hmm. I learned a little bit more about like how to draw because I usually just draw robots all the time. Cause I'm like, Oh, robots are, androgynous side right? they don't have like any way that you can influence them besides like i'll make this robot more sleek or i'll make this robot more blocky or something like that right but like people is so hard because everyone's features are different right so that's why i thought it's interesting on Tune, because you're drawing more real people i don't want to like make everyone i draw to look like some like vogue fashion week like model kind of thing right i want to focus on real features real like facial structure real noses like and everything right I want to draw people that seem legit, right? That I want to draw, like, my fantasized version of some person, right? So I was, like, trying to keep as close to it while developing my own style. And that was a really cool learning experience for me. But it's also a matter of keeping my hobby or passion, right, more in check, right? Like, yeah. so I want to be able to develop at my own pace. And clearly, I've been kind of slacking on that recently because I'm just, like, after work, I get off at like six or seven. I was like, okay, I'm done for the day, and I was like, lay down. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there are like days I just don't do any art, and I was like, man, I should do more art. And I keep seeing my friend do art. And I'm like, I need to do art. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's I mean, like,
0: right. Uh, like with the <laughs> with everything happening right now, you, you can't always be productive 24/7 working on creative pursuits outside of work.
1: And at the same yeah. time,
0: I know you mentioned the Fiverr thing. It also makes sense sometimes you don't wanna make. Your art and your interests become like another job, you kind of lose the initial passion you had for it. So I guess my question is what what got you into this more creative stuff? because it seems like since high school that's something that you always wanted to pursue, like whether it was you know joining an art school or some might argue even you know you do front end stuff all for as a software engineer, that's also in a way some kind of art what do you think got you started to do creative pursuits
1: for me i think creative stuff started for me in kindergarten where i just like being able to translate something i see into something i create right so mm-hmm. whether it's like say i see this cool thing i want to be able to draw it, or have an idea that comes to my mind i want to be able to draw it and like think about how everything goes right so from kindergarten to now right every time I get an idea into my head, I start drawing it out or writing comments about how i imagine it'd work out, right? Mm-hmm. So there'd be multiple times in, well, I'll sorry from the beginning still. So kindergarten, I just draw things and like I look at something and draw it out and it'd be really fun for me. I'm just like, this is really cool. And I just liked how I was able to make something and make it my own or see the lines come together, put the colors and choose things that seem like like a cool combination, right? Whereas being able to paint it or color it or draw it myself, it just was really enjoyable to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't matter if it was that good or bad. Like I felt like I was making progress to something that I felt like was really cool. And for me, like it was just being able to create something that seemed like was an inspiration to people, right? Or something that makes someone like happy in a way, right? So like whether it's like something you make, it's like it's just different with your compare it to like say mass production right where you can make you can get like a mass produced piece of a monet right and you're like i have monet on my wall it looks really cool it seems like classy right but being able to create something yourself where it's through photography through art through painting or even digital illustration or art right being able to do that and say like someone made that for me it's just like it adds a personal taste like it just gives someone like a different sense of like happiness right Rather than say, I bought this thing for you, right? Like, that's why I like to be able to make things, right? Or craft things for people. And that's, like, kind of, like, makes me happy. It's, like, I want to be able to say, like, see, like, translate my passion, right? And give someone happiness from that, right? So my dream back then, right, was to be a concept artist for, like, say, a game company. Because I thought that'd be really fun. And it's just, like, Mm -hmm. you'd be able to create something, a character, a way that you designed or envisioned. And that translates into someone's like source of inspiration right it makes them happy to be able to resonate with said character or be that character right in the game and that's Mm why i feel like it's really cool it's like you're the one who imagined this said character with all the inspirations that you've had right and create something that becomes a source of like happiness for other people right and that's why i just like anything that's craft related right like i mean i built gundams like in my spare time so much now i'm like it's, like, that. Like, <laughs> I like, a whole, like, table full of them right now. And i finished every single one of them now. And I started just taking the parts of them now. Just cleaning them up. paying them now. I was like, oh, God, like, what am I doing? <laughs> but it's fun for me, right? Like, I just keep... Clearly, I'm spending my money correctly. But <laughs> it's fun. For me, like, anything, like, creation-based, right? Like, in high school, right? Like, I took almost every single different art discipline, right? So I did 3D art. I did... 2d art i did graphite charcoal i did well okay i didn't do painting but i did graphite i did charcoal i did ink i did pottery i did i did like some kind of like weaving stuff before like like, cotton like it's like um i don't even know what it was called but it was like we made like um things out of cotton and made our little like own like dolls in a way Okay. I worked with jewelry before. I melted down silver that from I got from my science class. My, I asked my science teacher, there's some kind of thing with a reaction between copper and silver oxide or something like that. And they, we had leftover silver like filaments from the reaction. And I asked my science teacher, can I have all that silver? Because it's like only a couple of grams, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I took that silver. I brought it to my art teacher. like, Hey, can we melt this down? I want to make like a wax for like some kind of like pendant or something, right? I'm like, I don't know how much silver this is, but can we try working And She's like, sure. So I got to go during my lunch hours, right? And go to the Joy workshop and melt down the silver myself and make the max mold and everything. It was my first time doing it, but it was fun, right? Like I was like, why not? Like <laughs> And I was just like, yeah, here I, I showed my science teacher, like, here we, we made it some of our left in class, right? And it's just like I was like it was just really fun to be able just to just act on something and work with it based off like your ideas or intuition right so for me like any time
0: do you have any i guess long-term creative goals then like a piece that you want to work on like a creative project that you want to achieve before you pass away from this earth (laughs) 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 i want to write a novel someday
1: like i've Mm -hmm. written short stories a, a lot in high school like my proudest achievement from high school is probably writing this giant like short story in terms of like the halo universe right from the video mm-hmm. game and then i wrote it in the sense like of multi-series chapters right and every day in the morning i remember i was in science class right and we had access to computers there so like in the first like 10 minutes of the class right, i just type of a chapter and get ready for... <laughs> i know it seems crazy but like i would just log into the computer but okay well since we're in lab right and we're done with the stuff right i'm just going to type up a chapter right now and, like So I just write constantly every day in high school based off like those ideas I had for like my story. And I'd write, because this is back when I read books every single day. I would finish a book every single day in middle school until I got into high school. And then I got too busy to read books every day. But you know how it is. Like you're studying all the time, doing homework. Mm -hmm. But my long-term goal is probably to write a book or make a really amazing game that people will remember and have good memories about right like something like that would be what i want to be able to make one day like i know like it's easy to make a game nowadays but it's more like i want to make my dream game right i don't want to make like a game that's like meant for like monetary pursuit right or like making money or something like that like i know making money is great right but like i do want to be able to make something that means something more than just like a cash grab or something that seems like so simple that it seems like it's like i don't know it's not like my idea like a dream game right and i t- my influence of like a great game comes from every single game i've played right up to this date right before it was like all these shooting games and now it's like i played all these japanese rpgs now and it's like okay <sighs>
0: there's so many different things to like inspire off of now right too yeah so have you have you started to build those things out because definitely building a game by yourself even writing like a novel takes a lot of time
1: yeah the novel part is a work in progress i have some ideas but i'm like oh man like i feel like like i wanted to make a sci-fi novel before because that's all the type of books i've read for the past couple years Mm -hmm. right but i'm like man sci-fi is getting crowded all the time and it's just like you have to explain the technology all the time right too and i feel like i'd want to write maybe some like historical fiction or fantasy novel now i was like man that'd be cool to write about instead
0: yeah have you I mean, have honestly, you started writing any drafts for that i already uh, have who?
1: a draft for my sci-fi one right like it's already got like a couple of pages to it but i got kind of a roadblock because i've started looking at the characters like man this sounds so cheesy because i feel like we're all, <laughs> all, we're all our own biggest critics right all the time right so every time I look at my novel, I'm just like, man, why did I name this character this? Like, why did I like have this? Like, cause I was like, I gotta have this metaphor. It's gonna like, last the whole story. It's like, how about I reach this certain point? And they realize that they're the villains themselves, or or how like something gets corrupted over time, right? And like, good intentions can go bad or something like that. I was like. Cause it's like, you think back here old like literature courses back in high school where right? you had to overthink how everything is represented in something. Right. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do that with my characters. I'm like, man, this is bad. I'm like over <laughs> like, I'm trying to write, you know, cause you're like, you're thinking too much about a long-term when you should just write.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
1: Right. So like, I think you me, you're, like, you kind of
0: hit it there. It's just, I think it's hard to either, you know, plan everything well and write a perfect novel from the start or, you know, trying to create the perfect game straight from the get go. Yeah,
1: it's like <laughs> more about the creational part, right? For me, yeah. for the game though, right? Like the other stuff I've done is like, I've, I've dabbled in a little bit of it, right? I've downloaded the engines and like worked with them. I was like going through tutorials. And just like, man, it's a lot of like, the problem with making a game by yourself, right? It's like, you need to write the story. You need to make the game. You need to program all the logic. You need to make all the models. And then you have to make the music. I was like, oh man, it's so much work. <laughs> have you considered putting a team together? like finding a I few mean, the thing it's the everyone who space. wants to make one right doesn't actually want to make one from the start, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> no it's like, it's like it sounds nice but everyone has their own personal projects right like we're at a point in our life where everyone has a different idea of like what they want to do with like their time like some people want to make more money right some people want to make
0: another, another hustle some people yeah. want to but you can, prob- like you can probably model. find some sound person who just wants to do the music and then since they're the more experienced person with the music, they can do the music portion. And then if you like the design and part more, you can do the character design more and then maybe leave the back end of the coding to the game to some person who's more interested in the coding part. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but everyone who wants to do the cutting parts says the
0: idea is too crazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I, like, I, I, I guess that's, that's where your software engineering part, experience you know.
0: comes in. You know, where you have the scoping in your your software engineering job. You have to make consensus and be like, you know what? Yeah, maybe we can't get all the features in this sprint. Let's just go with them.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I've made a hundred page design doc before right, okay. of a game that I want to develop. <laughs> Like it's 100 pages long and it has all the ideas. Like I already had the campaign format, right? I had all the story written out for the campaigns that we had and all the game mechanics written out, right? It's more about the development at that point. So like I, read out, I did all the game design stuff, right? This is in high school. This is my big project for like three years. So in high school, I wrote out this game design with a couple of people. But I was the one who wrote it all the time. People, I just had people listed as extras, right? It's like, you're going to be a voice actor or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> or you'll be a developer if this ever happens. And I was like, man, this sounds like a crazy idea. And I made a bunch of prototypes like this is how the cell setting would be. I had this like vivid imagination about how each cutscene would play out. What was the kind of feeling that I want the player to have when they entered this mission? How would I want them to flashback to it? What would the characters they interact with be like? Mm-hmm. Or I want it to be a diverse cast of characters, And I wrote out every single thing I, wrote, I drew up design documents for every single character, drew out their kits, drew out their faces, thought about what kind of weapons they would have, what's like the story behind these characters and everything. And I wrote out the script for each mission's like setting, right? So I had five missions at least. I'd like written out already at that point. Oh man, that was a long work do i still you, have that do you, yeah do you have
0: like a plan like a timeline then because i know it's it's a big task so well my original idea
1: was to write it out and solve the company and then call it a day and be happy that they're making the project <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's just like it's different it's
0: like, i mean different. i mean a timeline for either your novel or you know mm, the game
1: the timeline for the the game so i don't think it just depends on how much time I commit to it, right? Because, like, there's so many different things I've been trying to do. Like, I've been trying to start making a sticker store, right? But then every time I start my art, I'm, like, super critical of my own art. I, like, erase the whole thing and restart <laughs> again. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done. And I don't touch it for, like, another couple of weeks, right? Like, yeah. there's an sticker I'm making right now. Like, I was like, yeah, here you go. Like, I'll give them out for free because I was like, yeah, this will be fun. Like, people will be happy with it when I should be charging for it. <laughs> like for the novel right and the game development thing right like i'd rather make the novel that's related to say the game itself mm-hmm. and then go from there so if i were to put a timeline in the novel i'd say like two or three years or something like that okay but if yeah. i write every day right i can probably get it done in a year or something right like it's not
0: i don't Yay. think it's
1: really much of an issue but in order to draw inspiration again right i'd say i would have to pick up my habit of reading again right like I used to read a book every day like i said right and these would be like four to six hundred, four hundred 400 to 600 page novels every day and that was my favorite thing to do like i'd spend like maybe five hours reading a book and then like be done every day. <laughs> after i finished my homework of course right but like yeah. that was my favorite thing to do right like i was like, able to just read a book and just relax and i just absorb all like the way to write something right like why are they describing a situation they Describing interactions between characters or writing out dialogue, right? That kind of thing was like what I enjoyed
0: the most at the time, middle school to high school. So what, what do you think has changed from that time and now? Considering you do enjoy reading novels and they seem to inspire you and make you want to continue working on your passion projects like your novel, the issue is time management. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's more that I don't have control over how much time I have, right? Because it's like, you're an adult now, you have things to do, you have responsibilities. Whereas like, I work from like, what, nine to five, nine to six, right? Mm-hmm. Get back home, and then you cook, and then you go work out and everything. And then by the time it's done, it's like nine o'clock. And I'm just like, yeah, what am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> like, at that point, I was like, yeah, I'll play some games with my friends for a couple of hours, and that's it. 'Cause like my goal right before, right? Like I'll describe middle school Kevin right now. So middle school Kevin goes to the library with his mom. He goes to the adult fiction side because young adult fiction is too easy now. So I go to adult fiction, right? And it's like, okay, I guess I can grab every cool novel like cover that I see. So I grab every cool I I, I know what people say you don't judge a book by its cover, but I was the type who judged books by its cover. <laughs> I'm like, oh they have a good typeface on there on their backing right here i'm gonna pick this book up and it it will be like a random book it won't be even like it might be in the middle of a trilogy or something right it's like Mm -hmm. i gotta pick up this random book right now i just pick it up i'm like oh i guess there's other parts of the books right i need to read so i'll find them as i'm going through the like the library right and by the time my mom sees me i'll have like 30 books in my hand (laughs) so i'll have 30 books in my hand and i'll finish them all by end of the month or i'll have to like renew them right and that was my like literal like consistent like schedule all the time every month i just like yeah let's go to the library let's get some more
0: books mm-hmm. do, you, do you think all do you think your priorities have changed over time like I yeah mean, my like, priorities you... kind of changed over time it's like
1: not any prioritize my health and my finances and like everything else like mm-hmm. like sure i can be reading more often right but like if i like i had this problem right like it still happens nowadays. if i it's like the same as like binge watching right like things on netflix i was a binge reader mm-hmm. so if i couldn't finish the book by end and I, I would stay up to finish that book because <laughs> i'd be sleeping in my bed with my eyes closed and thinking like i have such a, like, a vivid imagination that i'm imagining what the character's going through in my head i was like i know what happens next <laughs> so like as i'm dreaming i'm thinking about the character and how they're reacting to things right all the time so i'm just like man i didn't even know what happens i didn't even know what happens. <laughs> so i would just binge read books like constantly like i'd be like right after school and i get like i would have the book in school too the whole day i just read like a chapter on my breaks in between like passing periods and it's like okay i read the chapter close the book put my bookmark there get the next point read the book again at the dinner table reading the book again <laughs> so i'd be constantly reading all the time during school too so it's more about priorities, I guess. Now it's more about I need to, like balance out different things in my time, right? Like reading's mm-hmm. fun and all, but like for me, like an so, evolution of books. So I
0: guess really what's different. what's your priorities now? You kind of mentioned like finances, health. Mm-hmm. It seems like maybe the creative stuff has finances taken and of has back taken, Like
1: yeah, finances and health have definitely taken a little bit more of a priority mm-hmm. now because I'm just like thinking about like. How am I going to pay off my mortgage and everything? How do I make myself more stable with the market right now? What do I want to do, right? Or if it's, like, my career, right? Like, I went through layoffs before, right? Mm -hmm. It was Around a year ago, and I was worrying about, like, finding a new job potentially. And I had to start, like, learning more things to get myself ready for programming interviews, right? And I, like, spend, Mm -hmm. like, two hours a day studying every day for, like, interviews and everything. So, like, it's more about in order for me to have my the time for creative pursuits or enjoyment, right? I need to make sure I have a stability underneath me, right? To enjoy yeah. It's like Because it's not my job for writing, right? Mm-hmm. Nor would I want to make my job writing right full time. It's just more about having that foundation for me to enjoy my hobbies more than, say, making it something that I need to do all the time, right?
0: Yep so do you think it's you're more so the type who lives to work or work to live i work to
1: live because i like having the ability to do what i want to do right because it wasn't like i remember my words in high school I, I told my parents, i'm never gonna be a software engineer <laughs> too I want, i'll be sitting in a chair all day Looking at this boring code, because this is when I was learning Java in high school. Right? I was like, man, this is so boring. I don't like this at all. So every time I went through it, I right, was just like, ah. I mean, I got A in the class, right? But like, I still didn't like it <laughs> at the end. <laughs> so even now, it's just like coding can be fun, right? Like when you, it's like solving a nice math problem, right? Like mm. when you solve a math problem the first time without having to redo it, you're just like, yes. I'm so smart. <laughs> right it's like ah oh, i'm really good at this but it's not like you're just like you crave that feeling to solve a math problem all the time <laughs> that's like me in programming like even though i'm like decent at it right now after learning for like three four years in my job and being like more proficient at it being able to solve problems like pretty fast even then, like, I was just like, I don't crave like programming. Like some people are like, I'll go home after work. I'm like, okay, I don't need like my computer anymore. <laughs> so that's why I was like, whenever I think about making a game. Right. And I think about, do I want to do all the programming myself? Like, oh God, I don't want to be programming. <laughs> like, it's just like, I'm like, yes, this logic speaks to me. I can see the words going across the screen and it screams to me. I just need to put the piece together. Like for me, I'd rather like, oh, I just really want, like. The scope creep for me happens more with like with design stuff like it'd be so cool if we had these designs I just constantly throw out ideas and then we blow out all our requirements to the window it's like oh man why did I do this Because me and my friend came up with a des- design spec for Game right? And I just kept throwing ideas like oh well if we had we took player data from the game and put that into our ai for the, mm. the enemies so that made them harder each time we patched the game <laughs> he's like what are you thinking of right now <laughs> like, it's like it's just like ridiculous right and it's like i just kept thinking of these random ideas because i'm just like if i was a gamer what would i want to do so like my passion is more about thoughts and creation right mm. but whenever i think about design stuff, it's like, stuff, yeah, that's why i say i've worked to live right because like yeah i don't live sense. to where people i just like yes i'm so excited to look at my computer for six <laughs> hours or eight hours today and program all day like i mean i enjoy it to a, a point like math like it's just like i'm happy when i solve something but it's not like i'm just like yeah i gotta study this for 12 more hours and i get home and think about how great this thing can be because i love this thing right now right? Like, it's it's <laughs> it's not really my thing right like it's I enjoy it because it's stimulating to my mind, but it's not because I love programming. It's because I like the, there's no monotony with it, right? Like, it's just like, it's interesting. But it's not really something that's crazy enough to be like, ah, this is amazing. I love this thing so much. I could die with programming in my heart or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, given you've done it for, you know, a few years at this point and you know you have creative interests as well you talk about you know you're more like work to live kind of what what advice do you have based on your experiences for people who are still in college or still new to their career because you know some people are going in but like what if I don't feel passionate about my job like I don't love it either then should I find a new job like kind of what advice do you have?
1: okay so i mean i think we all go through this in our millennial mindset of three years right at a job so obviously when i first started my job i was like man programming so hard wow this is like man (laughs) should i have done like something else instead and i kept thinking about switching positions all the time
0: right
1: Mm -hmm. and it's like i reflected on say my job right and it's like is this job really hard right now for me? Am I like struggling or am I like not really passionate about it? Like, I'm just like, well, it's not, I'm not like super passionate about it, but I enjoy it to an extent, right? Like I find enjoyment in doing these things and solving these problems, right? And I was like, well, it's so fun in some ways, like, cause it's like stimulating to my mind. I like, I'm a curious person, right? So if I'm able to learn something from the job, it's still interesting to me. Mm-hmm. If I'm bored of a job and I just find that I'm wasting away and not being respected, then that's different. But if I feel like I'm contributing to the team, right? And I feel that you're able to still work on the team and you feel like there's not too much drama, there's like you have a decent project or you have a crazy project and it's still fun, right? Like you're just like, wow, wow I'm like able to like do things. Because so, like when you finally finish that one task you're working on, that's you're struggling on so much, right? Where it's like you're creating a report for someone or you're trying to audit or you're trying to finish a task you have given, right? And you finish that, you feel so relieved and you're like, ah, finally I'm done. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a job that you're more passionate about, right? Then you're like, I love doing this. Like, I love making these like models and formulas and Mm -hmm. making these statistical reports really fun to me because I'm trying to find the issue, right? But then you end up using 60, 70 hours your week because you're so passionate about it, right? So it's just more of a balance of like, do you want to... Do you like, like, based off the time that you spend in your job, right? And the amount of time that you work on something and the amount of enjoyment you get from it, or maybe say satisfaction or satisfaction of your curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. How does that into your current like happiness level, right? Because you don't need to be happy from your job unless you live to work, right? If you live to work, then yes, that's the most important thing for you, then, right? You should, that's more important to you, right? but for me it's work to live because i want to, i don't spend a crazy amount of time like i don't pull my hair out with like something at work unless it's like driving me insane <laughs> but like for me i'm like okay i put in my 40 50 hours and maybe 60 at some weeks right but at the end of the day i'm free to do anything i want right and i'm able to put my time into things because i'm like neutral like neutral like net neutral or a little bit positive right with my job satisfaction Mm-hmm. but i am positive because of my work-life balance right because i focus on things that i like to do after work right so like yeah i like to explore my cooking or i like to do my art stuff or i do my video games or do all my Gundam making right and i can do that at my own leisure because i'm not thinking too much about work like i know i'm doing a decent job at work and i know i'm able to do the job and still you with like oh yeah i'm doing my best and i can still Get some satisfaction about solving something or completing a set task, right? And it's not like giving me a ton of satisfaction. It's like, say, like, it's like a three to five star, right? Like, or one to five stars, right? Of like satisfaction. Like, you're always gonna be in the middle if you're like, you're like, ah, yeah, I'm done with it. It's cool. But you're not like, ah, yes, it's amazing. Like, yeah. Five star review, whatever. Like, you know, but like for me, it's like always like three stars. I'm like, maybe 3.5 is just like, ah, yes, I got recognition for what I did finally. <laughs> right like it's something like that it's like oh yes my boss finally recognized me for my job right yeah that's like different but like you're mostly going to be a three because of how you work right because you're like yeah it's fun but like i mean i got done so i feel happy now right like i'm done with the thing. it's yeah, like so oh, it's, give me the next thing give me the next thing
0: yeah it's more like making sure that as long as it's not negatively impairing your mental health you get rec- yeah. recognition you get some challenge. You know your work-life balance isn't stupid <laughs> you get to spend yeah. time outside of work that you don't necessarily have to have a job that you're like dying to just start work every day and work on it yeah from like, something eight, like eight that. to ten <laughs> yeah like eight to ten is like crazy right like for
1: me like when i started working right or when i started thinking about like my job choice right because i remember i got my job offer super early i'm like what's my lifestyle gonna be like if i do a consulting job I'm like is it 60 70 hours a week i'm like mm-hmm. I, I was <laughs> like, I was like, okay, I'll go for a software engineering one, like, because I knew that consulting, right, would have fulfilled my social, like, social requirements. And I'm like, oh, I get to feel like I'm validated, I feel like I'm important, I'm getting to work with people, I'm in charge, I mm-hmm. make a plan, right? It seems really enticing, right, for me socially. But like for me mentally, I feel like I'd be exhausted at that, right, at that point, right. I love to like be in that environment because I feel like I'm productive all the time, right. But at the same time, I know that maybe that's not the environment that I want long-term, right? So I, like, chose, like, software engineering because I'm like, well, as long as I keep up with the pace and am able to work efficiently, I'll be able to live my life how I want to outside of work and get mm-hmm. everything done without trying to play catch-up the entire time, right? If I yeah, If I learn everything correctly, right? And for me, that's what I felt like was important to me because I want to be able to balance out my time with, like, that type of work. And also be able to pursue like things I want to do outside of it, right? With it, where it's traveling or hanging out with friends or like meeting new people like outside of it because you just need to fill, find something to fill that gap, right? Yeah. So for Makes me, sense. it's like you if you're able to find your happiness outside of work, even if you don't like your job, right? Like say like your job's okay. You're not really like super satisfied with it, but you're also not hating it because you're comfortable, right? Yep. Yeah. But that comfort level gives you the ability to do everything else that you want to do, right? Unless you're not able to do anything else that you want to do, then I feel it like... Perhaps that's... career switch. <laughs> yeah, perhaps career switch. Because you're not... Be- you're not being able to heal your own like mental state because outside of work you're still thinking about like all the stuff that you have. So you're always in net negative, right? At yep. the end of the day. So having that ability to like equalize your relate your mental state or your overall happiness right outside of your job with like the things that you have whether it's friends or people or significant others right or hobbies or interests that you have like some people just like being able to go to that soccer club every week right or going to a salsa club or a comedy club right or being yeah. able to see a concert like or even just like meeting new people or having a pickup game right having the, the work-life balance to do that Even if you don't like love your job, right? But it's an okay job and you're able to advance how you want in the job and continue to advance in your career while doing something like you don't have to love the job, but you can enjoy
0: parts of it that allow you to do other things, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. I I think that's a good takeaway there, specifically finding that balance and I guess it does depend from person to person. The people who are lucky enough to find a, a job that they love so much that they can jump up at 8 a.m. and go to work, kudos for them.
1: Uh, yeah, but for exactly. those that
0: other people, which I think most people more fall in this situation, is where you know your work isn't miserable and you have at least some challenge and some fulfillment. And outside of that, you can balance yourself with all your interests and social time outside of work
1: yeah exactly like it's it's more of a matter of you can't get caught up in the aftermath of your work right Mm -hmm. so like some people they get caught up in like thinking about work after work right like after i remember i used to be like this in my first like my second internship right like after work i'd be studying for three hours a day because i feel like you get that you know like the imposter syndrome like you feel like you're not good enough all the time when you're putting these unreal expectations on yourself to try to fulfill a requirement like it's like someone like me when i'm first studying, like say software engineering right i feel like oh man i'm so behind everyone you study every day right to keep up but then when i got over that finally and was able to just learn in the moments instead of Mm -hmm. trying to like catch up and put that pressure on myself a lot of that stress about being in the situation right and working with people who i know that have more background programming, right? And more background everything else, right? That when I started getting over that feeling of an imposter syndrome and going out my way to study three hours a day, right, every day to catch up. It made it a lot better to enjoy my life outside of that. and my mental mm-hmm. state was a lot better after that. Because before I was just stressed about, oh my God, it went so much better than me, how am I gonna keep up? <laughs> How I got to keep up my performance and everyone's like doing these advanced tasks and I'm like, oh, I don't know that language or I don't really know too much about it, right? It's more about making the effort to basically, well, it's not really about making effort. It's more about being able to come to terms with your own abilities and working towards that within the job and stuff because you already got hired. Like you don't need to put that pressure on yourself. Like you'll learn, act. just be more active when you're working and understand like what your state is right like you're able to catch up after like maybe three four months like you don't need to be like i need to be at the top of my game within the first month or so right and you put that pressure on yourself for like that and you burn yourself out right and yeah. you feel unhappy with the job when
0: you yeah, don't it's have more right like running thing. at your, your own pace and yeah. knowing that you you can deal with it as it goes on
1: Right. I can say I was definitely not the best developer when I first started right <laughs> like, I was definitely a new I can say that much I was definitely a noob when I first started I was like gg to me man like I'm like dead in the water everyone else around me is a computer science major right
0: yeah
1: But um, I had the ability to like I well it's not an ability I was lucky to have good like senior developers who I worked with like who taught me like tricks and things about how to do things right like it's more about being able to absorb knowledge and learning from other people like don't think about humility as a weakness right be Mm -hmm. able to work with people and be open-minded like you don't need to be the teacher or the professional student all the time right like you can just be willing to learn with people put some time like 30 minutes with people is good enough right to like help put you to each like don't be like i need to solve this and you burn your back over something for two days and it's like i need to make this change in html i don't know how to do it and you just sit on your computer freaking out the whole time, right? Like yeah. it's like we get that moment a lot when we first start jobs, right? It's like you freak out about what you have to do. And then you stress out about it and it causes you to be unhappy with your job because you're putting yourself through all this internal stress, right?
0: Yeah, no, I think I think that makes sense. I mean, that's good advice for folks that are starting out in a career the imposter syndrome, being able to deal with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with with that. I think that's a good takeaway and we can end today's conversation. I appreciate you spending your time today sharing about your experience as a software engineer and also your creative pursuits. If anyone wants to find you, do you have like a, I know people can find you on LinkedIn, like a portfolio online that people can check out as well.
1: (laughs) My portfolio. Uh, I actually kind of deactivated my portfolio kind of, but if they want to find it, I do have one. You can find on my LinkedIn, though. So if you find me on LinkedIn at Kevin L. Chen, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to find my portfolio from there as well. Okay. I don't post a lot into there,
0: though. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, no problem. Thanks uh... for having me. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of As Asians. I have been your host, Andrew Tan, and I hope you learned something from today's episode. If you or someone you know would like to be part of the show, please contact us at askasianspodcasts at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a like, or a review on your preferred podcast platform. And I hope you had an amazing time with us today.